This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, it's a it's a thrill every time we come in here on um, on Monday. Well, every day pretty much of the week because you never knew you never know which pair of headphones were put up where and they're charging and all the rest of it. Whoever was wearing these last time better go to the hospital. They need some help auditory wise. <laughs> two, two big horns, those old horns, those old men used to wear on like the Beverly Hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? My God, these headphones were loud. It's like, whoa. You better go to the hospital, man. Get that hearing checked. Yeah, sometimes I would pop in my headphones after Wally um, and not adjust the sound. And I, I would be, how? <laughs> How can one human take this? Wally was really loud. You're yes. right. You're absolutely right about that. I, used, I loved working with Wally Walker, though. I did, too. Just the greatest guy in the world. I'd love to repeat something he said to me once, but I'd have to change one of the words, and when you change the word, it's not funny. Not as exciting? Nope. Well, Schumacher called him up on the request line and used a foreign accent. Let me put it that way. Mm. No, that could be, you know, Scottish or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can't say the word. <laughs> Wally comes out of the studio, and he's running his hands through his hair like he's totally frustrated. I said, Wally, what's the man? He goes, I don't know, man. Some, and he didn't say dude. He said something else. Some's dude, some dude's yelling at me. And I said, you know that Schumacher, don't you? He did not appreciate the humor. <laughs> it's, uh. like, it's like, Wally, for Christ's sake, he's pulling your tit. Calm down. Relax, Relax. right? Relax. Relax. Get into your life. Everything be good. So how was the weekend? Everything good? I had a great weekend. Marvelous. I, I volunteered at the Minnetonka Triathlon, and I got to be a kayak person, which is like the craziest spot because you can actually talk to the people swimming. Really? Yeah, and you have to like be in there in case they need a break, and so everybody knows to swim around you, and you like the table you hold on to there, and there was this guy who was like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm dying out here. And he's like, I feel like my, my, um, uh, my what are those, those zip-up suits? Like a wetsuit. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. He's wet like, suit, I feel like yeah. my wetsuit is trying to kill me. And I said, you want to take it off? And he goes, what? okay. So in the water, we took off his wetsuit, and I was like, all right, here we go. And he like started again, and he went on. It was just amazing. I was just so impressed. Kayaking at 6 a.m. on Lake Minnetonka. It was pretty fun. Six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, because we had to be there at, well, we probably got out on the water at like 6.30, but it was super fun. Well, that's good. I'm sure you raised a lot of dough? Yes, we uh, raised a bunch of money, um, and it goes to a bunch of different charities. We sponsored it, and uh, it was super fun. I'm glad to hear that. See, what's no, you know what's nice about that, really nice about it? Hmm. It's a typical Monday, and every story I've looked at so far is extremely negative. God, you know, I love these news writers. They, they put that stuff out there. And every Monday, it's like, it's Monday. I hate everyone. <laughs> so every bit every of bad intense. news. Well, Rudy had an epic weekend, too. Man, Vegas, 24 hours. One of the craziest nights of my life. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, Opened up for uh, Corolla over at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Vegas. A couple of people from Minnesota there. Very nice. crazy. Afterwards came up. They were like, uh, one guy at the airport actually stopped me. He was like, I caught you at Kimmel's. And I was like, is that the guy from the Tom Bernard Show? I was like, thank you so much for listening, dude. Yeah, Holy bucket. Very nice. Um, But then uh, the next day I had set up uh, and I had set up like all the gear for uh, an interview that Adam did with the one and only Wayne Newton. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. And hung out with Wayne Newton for an hour and a half, and he might be the nicest, sweetest man on the planet. That's amazing. He's very tall. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. Yeah, I didn't realize. I guess I just always assumed because he wore the the big collared shirts, and it it just it Mm -hmm. looks it makes him look short. He's very tall and lanky. He's very skinny legs. Uh, I could smell his cologne from 20 feet away, and oh, I was yeah. like, that is what cologne smells. That is success right there, my friend. That smelled was the- so good. Smelled so good. He told. He walked up to me, he shook my hand, and he goes, uh, hi, Wayne. And I was like, um, uh, 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 I was like, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> 
was like, I don't get starstruck, but for some reason I, I was having a hard time because I have, we have a family friend who's a, a big fan of Wayne, and she had asked, she's like, is it impolite to ask for an autograph? I'm like, Dorothy, no, absolutely not. So when it was just him and I for a hot second, I said, hey, Wayne, would you mind signing an autograph for a friend? He was like, absolutely. Who do I make this out to? And I did that move that Chris Farley does when he interviews Paul, uh, Paul from the Beatles, and he's like, I was like, well, you can make it out to Dorothy because she's like, she's a... She's a big fan. I mean, like, we're all, like, big fans of you. Like, I'm a fan, and, like, she's but she's like, a, ah, can you just make it out to Dorothy? Dorothy? I was like, just stop talking. <laughs> just stop, because you're making a fool of yourself. But he was 81 years old. Yeah. He still plays 13 instruments. He still does two shows a week. He's going back to the Wayne Newton Theater at the Flamingo in September to do two shows a night and is on currently on tour and just gives it all he has and said he will not stop until they put him in the ground. I love when somebody, like when you said that he smells so good, I go, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like I could see that it would smell so good. I love that like my instincts with people a lot of times is like hug. And then when you, they have so much cologne on them, you still smell like yeah. them. And I'm like, <laughs> like I love that. Yeah. You a Wayne Newton guy at all, Tom? Oh, yeah. I like Wayne yeah. Newton a lot. I, somebody told me he's broke now. No, that's what a lot of people are saying. Mm, I don't know, because he, well, I know he had like some problems. He had a back problem. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, him and his wife, it was just, I thought, oh, there's going to be a big PR team. There's going to be this and that. No, he rolled right in. Still right. owns the ranch in Las Vegas, just on the other side of the airport. Still has, you know, 15 horses that live there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, nice guy. That's no, awesome. Yeah. He, I've never met him in person, but I've talked to him a couple times on the phone, interviews and stuff. He's always been a very, very pleasant guy. Yeah, he told this story. 1976, he was headlining the Fremont Theater in Vegas, and there was a, a guy that had uh, had was diagnosed with cancer. And this doctor gave this guy three weeks to live. And his daughter said, "What do you want to do in three weeks?" And the guy goes, "The last thing I want to do on this planet is see Wayne Newton before I die." So this daughter brings dad all the way to Las Vegas in a wheelchair. They're at the show in the Fremont. Wayne's doing a 90-minute set. 60 minutes in. He notices like some hubbub going on in the crowd, and he kind of stops down. Is like, is everything okay out there? The man passed away Ooh. in the wheelchair at Ooh. the show, and the daughter said, "The last thing my dad ever wanted was to see Wayne Newton live. You are not oh. taking him out of here." And Wayne said, "Let him stay." And they, the 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 guy in the wheelchair passed away, and they just let him stay there till the end of the show. And at the end, they wheeled him out and put him in the ambulance and took him to the morgue. What a story. Holy bucket. Wow. Dream yeah. come true right yeah. there. Like, yeah. I feel like there's like a bunch of laws that were broken, oh. but like rightfully so. Yeah. Could you? They would never allow that to happen nowadays. No, no not at all. No. No. Did anybody die from catching what he had? Catching, oh, you mean the, the asthma? No. Yeah, whatever it was. I'm sure he passed it on to other people while he was dying in his wheelchair. Way oh. to go. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no mask on. I did, no I mask. did ask Wayne. I was yeah, like, see? was he wearing a mask? Was it an N97 or whatever that thing is called? <laughs> I was trying to think if I was dying, who I'd want to go see. That's a good question. I don't know who would it be, though. Do you guys know? I feel like everybody I've wanted to see, I've been the only band I haven't seen yet is Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. And that's coming up in August on the 31st. My sister bought me tickets for Father's Day. Well, that's nice. That's so, yeah. an amazing gift for Father's Day. Yeah. So, well, let me, I think she bought them, but I do have to pay for them. But she was like, by the way, I got tickets. I was like, that's great. She's like, they're $161. I was like, oh, is that me having to pay for that? Okay, great, <laughs> fine. Um, I mean, in her defense, you're not her father. No, you are right. Yes. Ever yeah. since I met his sister now, now I will defend her until the death. Yeah. Because that's now how I roll. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Jen is always right. You are Absolutely. always wrong. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Glad we know. You've met her once, and yep. this is how far you've come. That's allegiance. <laughs> One uh, time you no. met her. Uh, I hope she's a debt collector and busts your ass. That's what I hope. Uh, go, come for me. Good luck. <laughs> come on, baby. <laughs> Try to collect all you want. It ain't happening. No, that is very pleasant when you meet somebody who's that famous and, you know, um, he just, the only thing about Wayne, I wish he hadn't jacked his face up so many times. That's I know. It's a, some, yeah, a lot Ooh. of comments about it. Uh, oh, I bet. It was funny because we were in the green room and one of the, one of the handlers there was like, was like, is there something that we can get for Wayne? You know, like a little gift or something like that? And Corolla said, yeah, Grecian formula. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, you are a thousand percent correct. Because at 81 years old, there should be a little bit of gray. Yeah. A yeah you, mean like yeah. you mean like this? Yeah. Perfect, yeah, yes. A little salt pepper but his hair is as black as night yeah i think that's you live in that environment you don't even realize how 
indoctrinated you are to yeah. that. Because, like, his face looks completely redesigned, his hair, like you said, jet black. And it's like, yeah, you look, if you went, if you've rolled around here in the Midwest, would be like, that person looks insane. Mm-hmm. But they're so used to the Vegas or yeah. in some places, the LA mm. lifestyle, and they're just used to, like, you have to maintain the way that you looked when you were 30. Yeah. It's all true. So, well, that's good. I'm glad everything went well. Adam doing well. Haven't seen him. I talked to him a couple of months ago on this show. You set him up. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, doing great. Uh, I'm going to be with him again this coming weekend. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a couple of shows in the hopper. But, yeah, man, uh, asked about you every now and again. He'll oh, be like, hey, what's nice going on there? In fact, uh, his uh, handler, Mike August, I brought your name up this oh, yeah, weekend. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you work with Tommy? I go, yeah, you know him. He goes, oh, I know Tommy. Uh-oh. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. He goes, no, 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 I love Tom. No, we, we go way back. <laughs> that's all the, nice co-worker. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound good. Nice. I, 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 how do you know him, though? Do you guys go way back for radio guys? Yeah, or? yeah. It's been a long, long yeah. time. Yeah, it was one of those deals. It's, it's been, you know, you're in the business, as long as I've been in the business, 52 years, it's like, I don't remember where I met most people yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's just the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I've been looking at the news stories all, uh, all morning, and we're going to have to dig pretty deep, I will tell you that, because the ones on the they're supposed to be funny or not funny. And the other ones, it's really not a lot of great news. Like people dying over the weekend. and Yeah, summertime, it feels like. Yeah. Things are light, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, here we go. We got Taylor Why Taylor Swift's Minneapolis-bound... Uh, what? What? Why Taylor Swift's Minneapolis-bound eras tour means so much uh, to COVID. What does that headline mean? I have no idea. Read it one more time. Why Taylor Swift's Minneapolis-bound Eras, Eras, Eras Tour, Eras tour means yep. so much to COVID-tested families. What does that mean? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I don't get it. She's going to belt it out. Next weekend, sold-out shows at U.S. Bank Stadium cap off a trying era for many of her biggest fans. Well, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it was kind of a trying era for all of us, not just Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> yeah. You know. Is she is she pleasant? I've never talked to her or met her or any of that yes. stuff. She is a very pleasant mm-hmm. person. Yes. She everybody nobody has anything bad Good. to say about her. Glad She's, to hear it. Yes. It's how people should be. Uh, you got a former KSTP TV reporter accused the station of sexism and unsafe practices. So we've decided not to have Eggert on today. No, I'm <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, so another negative headline: uh, Inflation Reduction Act foes race to repeal climate drug pricing program. St. Paul Fire Captain, I've met uh, Chris Parsons before. He died at 48 years old. Jesus, sorry to hear that. You got Garland keeps poker faces, firestorm erupts after Trump charges. There's not one bit of good news in the paper this morning. Other than Taylor Swift, I suppose. That was pretty positive, right? Yes. I get a very convoluted headline with that one. That was a really weird headline. You're absolutely right. I don't really understand where they were headed or what they were trying to get done there, but it's uh, not great, I will tell you. How will Minnesota's free college tuition program work? I don't know anything about that. You guys know anything about the free tuition no, program? No, tell us more. I don't think I want to read the story because it might just piss me off. What I'd like to know is, where the hell is all this money coming from? We're already $32 trillion in debt, and you will not stop giving money away. What are we going to do about this? How are we ever going to pay it back, back if you don't stop giving it away? They just keep raising more and more property taxes. Well, so you and I are going to pay the, <laughs> pay the tab. Absolutely. Yeah. But we don't have enough money to pay the tab. Uh, and I, yeah, we don't. No, you're right. Yeah. God, I, I just stop buying votes with our money. How about that? Stop buying people voting for you by using our money. Okay? That would be uh-huh. really nice. But that's the way, the way it's always been, hasn't it? I suppose. I'm sure that all parties do it and all people did it and all the rest of it. But it just... I just don't like that. This one kind of makes me sad. I don't know the story at all. Twins reliever Lopez on injured list to address mental health issues? I've never seen any... Speaking of addressing things, I've never seen anybody address uh, someone being on the DL um, as a mental health issue. Yeah. That's kind of a new... Th- new. Well, I, I, and maybe I it's happened, happened before, yeah, but they probably it called it something else, right? Yeah, I don't even understand what that means. Jorge Lopez, the fourth MLB player to spend time on the IL. Uh, oh, that's right. It's no longer the DL. It's now the IL, the injured list. Um, 
On the IL to address mental health this season, a list that includes another former Twins reliever for mental health issues? What the hell's going on in Major League Baseball? I mean, radio, I can understand it, because every one of you is nuts anyway. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Twins reliever Jorge Lopez, who hasn't pitched well for the past month, will spend some time away from the team after he was placed on the 15-day injured list for mental health reasons on Sunday. Lopez is the fourth MLB player to spend time on the I.L., to address mental health this season, along with Colorado reliever Daniel Bard, Oakland outfielder Austin Meadows, and Oakland uh, reliever Trevor May. Trevor May spit for the Twins, didn't he? I think. Am I thinking of a different guy? Mm. Trevor May. I don't remember that name. Maybe, though. Sounds familiar. Maybe. I think it's definitely the right move for him, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli said. Why don't we do this, Rocco? Since your team sucks the worst they've sucked all year, maybe you should check into mental health treatment, too. What do you say? Wouldn't hurt. I'd love to. They lost three out of of four to Detroit. Detroit is terrible. Uh, What the hell's wrong with the Twins? What happened? I don't know. They can't beat anybody anymore. Jesus. Uh, And that's got to go to the front office, doesn't it? I mean, it's got to go into the dugout and the front office and all the rest of it. You better start making some better decisions, man. Lopez, a 2022 American League All-Star with Baltimore, owns a 5.00 ERA in 29 relief appearances this season. He's yielded 16 hits, 12 runs in his last six and third innings. That ERA, though, is 17.05. That's a pretty big ERA right there, baby. Mm-hmm. That's rather high, don't you think? I mean, I have to trust you. 17.0 is very, very <laughs> high. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen an ERA that high before, as a matter of fact. Uh, his velocity was down by about two miles per hour during his... Here's what I love about that. His velocity is down two miles an hour. Oh, so what, it's only 101 miles an hour now? Mm-hmm. All these pitchers can throw over 100 now. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I just saw, I think it was, was it, was it Ichiro Suzuki? Was he back in, in Seattle for a, like a night? And Maybe, yeah. He wore his, like his jersey from like, um, you know, his, his heydays playing for the Mariners. He has not picked up a baseball in like 10 years. He got up to throw out the first pitch and still threw it 93 miles an hour. Look at the guys. What an amazing yeah. talent that man was. Hit, I, like, hit like a bitch too. I actually know him because they have a song for him. It's oh. go, 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 Ichiro, rounding yeah, yeah, yeah. first and headed for home, don't you know? Do they sing it or do they talk it like they, you know? I, Well, I'm just giving an example because I just remember it. Like, as I'm just saying he's so famous that I even know there's a song and mm-hmm. it's stuck in my head. Like, <laughs> Sing it again. Go, 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 Ichiro, rounding first and headed for home. It's getting better now. Don't you know, he beats the throw. Yeah, kind of hit the wall there for sure. Sorry. No, I that was good. Thank you. No, he was, he was a hell of a player. I understand he's a very nice man, too. I never met him, but I heard he was a great guy. Just busted his ass for his uh, mm-hmm. teammates and did the whole – just the, the kind of guy you want to play, play with, no question. We have to take a break. we got some Bob Sansevier coming up. Got some Kristen Burt coming up. Got some Chris Eggert. By the way, I'm going to kick Eggert right in the pubic bone today. Uh-oh. Okay. I tuned in this morning. He's got his professorial glasses on. Oh, it's because oh. of his blood pressure. Oh, uh, here we go. Remember, he looked like yeah. Clark Kent on yeah. Friday because his blood pressure went up and it messes with his ocular nerve. Does he know yeah. what that's from? Is that from being in radio? From, well, now that he's in radio, but probably from running around that building. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Just running into Amy Daniels every day would drive your blood pressure right through the oh, roof. Through the roof. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that whole deal. But we'll be right back. Uh, got some great stuff coming up, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Dream Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You will receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Brian. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. About it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm, Heard at Work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. What do you think? That's the two guys from Indianapolis. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> uh, God, I haven't seen those guys in a long time. Been a long time since I've seen either one of them. Sandy, how are you today? I am lovely as can be, but I do have one lovely. request. Yes, sir. That Britney not sing the Ichiro song because my dogs start to howl. <laughs> Isn't it weird, though, that I know that song? Can we acknowledge that? Yeah, I think Yes, it's right. very weird. Like, where was I that I've acquired that song and that as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Because I didn't know about that song. I had, I'd never heard that before. I don't, I don't know. You got it dialed in, sister. It sounds a lot like the uh, Britney song that Tom has. Go, 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 go home. <laughs> home, home, home. And go, stay there. And stay there. And, and stub your there. toe. And don't come back. Go, go. Around the home. Stub your toe. Don't come back. Yay. One of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> I also sing that to myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brittany named her baby after that song. I did. Go, go. Exactly. So the orb is with us, ladies and gentlemen. Sani. Yes. The, uh, now, did, I didn't have to make any predictions last week, so nothing no. will or will not come true. I, uh, I will say this, speaking of orbs, you know, orbs are that otherworldly type thing. Sure. Tom, it's incredible. My sister used an app called Shut-Eye, right? It is supposed to, like, it, you put it on at night, and when you, it, it only kicks in when you snore or if you have trouble breathing, if you have, like, sleep apnea or if you talk in your sleep. She recorded a ghost. She did. And I know, I know people are skeptical. If you want, I'll send it to Rudy, and you could listen to it. It's unbelievable. It was not her talking in her sleep. Does, yeah. it, uh, does the ghost go, lick me? 
Oh no, wait, that was no, the devil. That was the devil. That's right. Never mind. That was, yes, that was. It was. That yes. was Mercedes McCambridge. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. As the devil. Okay, send us this immediately. What are you talking about? Actually, uh, I'm Bob talking about a ghost. Yeah, Bob just sent it. Here it is. You know I hate fat people. Yeah, there no, it is. No, That's no. a ghost right there. You've ruined my life, by the way. That's scary. Did you know some Pop people went up to me? Hutch from, Hutch from KS95 came up to me at work and goes, did you know this woman hates fat people? To a group of people. Really nice. <laughs> nice. And I was like, what? "It's not now it's like double out of context. <laughs> and then people are like, fat people? I don't. I was talking yeah, about. Fat people, that's, you can't call them fat people. They are. I was quoting a show. <laughs> it's ruining my life. <laughs> Okay, Brittany. Uh, yeah, send that over to me, Bob. I'll definitely throw it in for sure. All right. I uh, now send me. Should I send me your email? Because I don't know what what is. Do just I have send it to me. Yeah, yeah, just 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 rudypovich at gmail dot com is fine. Here, I'll start a. Group. All right. It's it's on its. Uh, it'll be on its way momentarily. Great. Now, uh, Tom, I heard you talking about Lopez. Yes. Oh my God! You might as well put every twin in that. Uh, every twins fan in that rehab thing for for mental health no no because you're a twins fan it's tough i've lost my mind with this team this team sucks right now i'm sorry you lose the last what the hell did they lose like seven of their last 10 games or something they're terrible right now three or four to detroit oh my gosh i know and they're still two and a half up it's the most wretched division (laughs) in the history of baseball wretched you heard us aren't they under 500 uh, I think they're right at 500. Now. Are they? Because I, I thought they'd be like 35 and 36 or something like that. Well, because they won a few games and, yeah, then, uh, and then they went into crapper. And, <sighs> but it's just, it's, it's going to be like this all year. Yep, but I mean, if is. you're a fan, and I know some fans are saying, well, look in the NBA finals and the NHL finals, teams that had the eighth seed, they won, you know, mm-hmm. they almost won. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, uh, this is not going to be your twins. Yep, they're 36 and 36. Jesus. And unbelievable. They would be okay, they would be 13, 14 games out <laughs> in the AL Central. Because I have to do the math quick I because Boston that. is 37 and 35 and they're 12 and a half out. <laughs> so the twins would be oh, below the, even the Red Sox in the AL East. And I mean you you go around well, actually, nobody's worse than the A's. Right, and always have been. Uh, since the World Series yeah. they won, they've sucked. Yeah, they've stripped them bare. But they would be, you know, what, about uh, eight and a half, nine games out mm-hmm. in the West. And the same thing, I mean, you go in the NL, they would be the worst. They are certainly the worst division winner. And something's going to happen. Some other, look like Detroit for a while, and now even with the four wins, they're still lousy because they had such a horrible stretch. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, it's, there's nothing you can count on. The, the Twins, you know, winning the cell. Who cares? Bob, they're going to make another quick exit. I have a question for you, Bob. I have yeah. never seen a season across the board in Major League Baseball where players get their glove on the ball and then either drop it or it reflect, deflects off their glove. I've never seen so many booted balls in the first few months of a season in my life. What is that all about now? Well, it, it, it's the same word, fundamentals. Yeah. It just, I, I don't good. understand why. It, they, they're not teaching anymore. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of these guys certainly go to the minors first, but that's where they should be, mm-hmm. you know, teaching them again. They should have learned them on the way up, but apparently they're not. I guess I, I've just booted ball, grounders, line drives. I mean, even fly balls have been dropped. What the hell is that? Well, that, and, you know, the, the uh, Minca- Doug Minkavich, who had coached Byron Buxton in the minors, is mm-hmm. talking about he doesn't like the way the Twins are handling him and what he's like. Oh. Hey, maybe in the minors should have taught him not to run into walls. That was a fundamental that you overlooked. <laughs> he does that a lot. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you, as I said last week, all right, you put him at DH to keep him healthy. He still went on the DL. Yep. What can you have this guy do? If you just make him a base runner, he's going to get hurt sliding into second. Oh, Bob, what's wrong with him now? What happened now? The uh, well, actually, I was uh, I was not I didn't watch any games over again. If he is, I'm unaware of it. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't understand any of the things that are. There's not one guy in that team you can go, man, that's the center of the team. Yeah, they've always had their Kirby Puckets, and again, he was a brilliant player. So to use him may be a bad example because he was so damn good. But teams always have that one, those one, two, three guys that, hey, don't worry, just get behind me, boys, and I'll take us to, to victory. They don't have anybody well, like that, that now. That's supposed to be Correa. I mean, yes. he had a couple of hits, yep. but he's still at two seven. He's perpetually at two seventeen. Buxton did pinch hit yesterday, so if he got hurt, pinch hitting. But why do they get this guy? Okay, these guys get so many freaking days off. Yes. Hey, we need you 162 ga- days out of the year. I can't do that. That's too much. I know. Taking days off. I, I mean, there are guys who would never take a day off. Oh, you're and right. Give you great numbers. Yep. Yeah, there's just no leader on that team on the field. I, I, I just, there's not one guy I could say, hey, that guy might, might help bring them to more victories. They don't have a guy like that anymore. No, and again, it's supposed to be Correa. And, yes, right. But we're, we're talking about, I mean, we're past the middle of June. He has had, I mean, he's, he's had some decent games to get him the 217. That's what's frightening. Bob, did you it's, did you notice that 31 other teams had no interest in him? Did you ever notice that? Oh, actually, a number of teams had interest. Then they found out that yes. his leg probably isn't going to hold up. Right. But we took you him know, back. He's been though. dealing with that, that plantar fasciitis, which has ruined careers. Guys have lost careers over plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's the team's got a long way to go. Let's just put it that I can understand why at least why only the big question is, why is only one player needing a mental health break? Well, I'd like to know as a fan why I don't need a mental health break because they started out really strong. I was very impressed with them at the beginning of the year. And since about a third of the way through the season so far, I mean, a third of where they are now, they started sucking and they have not stopped sucking. What happened? Because they're not taking on good teams right now, Bob. That's not it. No. They're just not, well, I mean, I guess the basic answer is they're just not good enough. Right. Good enough to lead the AL Central, not good enough to be a good team. All I know is it's agony, Bob. That's all I'm saying. It's agony, I say. And Trevor May was a twin. I thought so. So you were right. I thought so. Yeah, Yeah, you were absolutely right about that. Hey, Rudy, did you get that audio or no? I did. You guys want to hear it? Yes. Okay, now, Bob, you have to intro it. Well, again, my sister had uh, this this app called Shut Eye, and it picked up this voice. And the voice is saying, I thought it was saying one thing, and then a friend of hers heard it and said it was something completely different. So when you, I'll tell you what what uh, was said. It looks like uh, it's saying like, uh, "Oh, hi there," and then "Ah," but then her friend heard, and tell me what you hear. Heard like, "Oh, I'm hurt." Ah. That's what so I say to these two every hear. morning. Oh, I'm hurt. That was me. That wasn't the guy. Maybe it was you. <clears> it was, was me, yes. yes. Absolutely. Okay, here you go. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> it's Brittany's not... like, uh, she's rolling in the aisle. <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you, Bob. It sounded yeah. like he asked for like a mid-range wedge on the golf course. It sounded like he said, ooh, iron. Ah. <laughs> See, everybody hears something different. Play it again. Play it again. I'm going to shut my eyes again. Yeah, I hear hi there. It is hi there? Yeah. But I then I heard I, I could hear sometimes I'm hurt. Ooh, hi there. I feel like this is her, your sister making this noise. In this up, no, because I've talked to her when she had her. She has like a she had a mouthpiece for sleep apnea made. I had to tell her because she had. I said, "What the hell are you doing?" And she says, "Well, my mouthpiece." I said, "Well, you know what? Let's talk when it's out. I'll see you later." No, she would not sound like that. That's not her talking in her sleep. Oh. It's an otherworldly pr- presence. Mm. You guys ever had anything like that happen to you? No. No? How about you? I had one in Missouri. I still don't believe in ghosts, but I had one in Missouri at an apartment that I lived in. It was like a side-by-side. You know, uh, my apartment was on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then elderly couple lived um, to the right of me, and I had all these things happening. Cupboards were slamming, and I would see a green light in the hallway, probably like two, three times a week. And one night, I, I, I was 
dead certain there was somebody in the house with me. There was nobody. And I had not met my neighbors yet. I lived there for about three weeks. And I walked outside, and I finally met the elderly man who lived next to me. And I introduced myself. We start chatting. And Kathy was our landlord. And he goes, hey, did Kathy ever tell you about the lady who lived here before you? I was like, no, nothing. He goes, oh, boy, she was a nut job, man. She used to come running out of the house all the time, screaming about there's ghosts in her apartment. And she was always talking about some green light going on and on. I'm like, Whoa. I'm like yeah, that sounds like a crazy lady. Ooh. Swear to God. I lived there for about six months, had all these interactions, and then left, and, and I've never had another one since. They've abandoned well, you. Well, left. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what uh, – I, I still don't believe in them, but I, I know that I should. But it was – yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Were you scared at all? No, no. Because you think you could feel like you could take on a green light? Yeah. Punch it right yeah. in its green orb face? <laughs> Hi there. That's like such yeah. a weird thing for a ghost to yeah. say. Hi well, there. that's why it could be I'm hurting or I'm hurt. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Didn't expect you to be there. This is awkward. Brittany's going to get a visit tonight. Yeah, there you go, exactly. That was a barn burner. I'm, now I'm wide awake. Hi there. See, Tom doesn't there. want to admit that he believes in ghosts. Well, I, go down I told you, as, cl- as close as I got to it, Bob, was when my great-grandmother was standing at the end of my bed when I was like four years old, and I didn't talk to her. She was just standing there looking at me, and then the next morning when I woke up, I found out she had died. So I don't know if she made the appearance, if I had somehow heard through my bedroom door that she had died and projected it myself. I highly doubt that. Let, let me put it this way. If you were 100, and she was 104 when she died. Uh-huh. If you're 104 Jeez. and you die, would you go visit a four-year-old? Hell no. No. But Anybody but that. She's saying goodbye. You see, you don't want to admit that it's a possibility. Because, she and I were tight, and though. At, but at, but that at age, at that age, we are much open, more open to the <laughs> other side. Did you ever dream about it. her again? Well, I still dream about her, yeah. But okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's, she, she and I were really good. She was exactly 100 years older than me. Oh, yeah. It was very, very cool. So I could see why she'd come visit you. I, well, I mean, look, I, I know two people that are 104, my great-grandmother and Kristen Burt. And Kristen visits me every day. Every day. <laughs> also, keep in mind, okay, I don't, full disclosure, I have a hard time believing in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you became a ghost within a half second, maybe you're not great at figuring out where you're going to go or what you're going to do. Like, how maybe. do you, you don't know what you're doing. It's your first time being a ghost. So maybe That's she true. just kind of thought of you mm-hmm. and then was bam there. Cat man. She was also first like, ghost things. yeah, like it's her first time ghosting. <laughs> she was a my, wonderful uh, my person. wife, Mary, who many people have questioned her sanity because she did marry me. That's true. She used to play in this house in her town with a little girl in the attic and uh, she she told me about this before her brother sent her a story. It's considered the most haunted house in Wisconsin now. But she questions now or did if the little girl was actually real because she never ate. She was dressed like a kid from the turn of the century oh. every time that she went over to play. And it uh, it's a little bizarre. Now, Kristen, I know just from just talking briefly to you each day, you believe in ghosts. I don't okay. know. If I, I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm, one okay, of those, I'm, like, I'm not sure okay. if I believe in ghosts, although I had a haunted room at the in Dallas at the Magnolia Hotel. I was See? living there for a month for a job and my lights would constantly go on and off. They had electricians look at it and, the bill? and I would shut my lights off. <laughs> I would take photos of my lights at night, like the, the switch to be like, I shut this off. Right. Cause I started gaslighting myself going, I must've left it on. Cause I had like a suite. So I had like a little kitchenette and like a little living area and the bedroom. And I go into the bedroom and I come in and all the lights would be on when I'd wake up in the morning. And I started taking photos and I'm realizing, no, I shut those off when I went to bed. See? See? And my husband says I'm very intuitive. I predict things a lot. So I don't know about that, but yeah. I do. (laughs) You don't (laughs) want to know the stuff I've predicted. And he's always like, oh my gosh, you said that was going to happen. Yeah. So are you predicting a good segment for you today? Oh. On a Monday, it is always a good segment. True that. week, we start sliding because who knows what happens. That is very, very true. So there you have it. Like, you know, I have to ask you guys a question because I, I think about this always. And I don't know if it's how I was raised or whatever. 
But if people tell me they believe something, I don't go, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, if you do, that's great. I mean, you know, that you don't believe in ghosts, you do believe in ghosts, you believe in God, you don't believe in God, you believe in this party, but not that party. Why would I care? Good for you. If it makes you happy and you're not using it against somebody else, I'm happy for you. Right? See, Tom, I'm, I'm genetically predisposed to believe in ghosts. I'm an Italian Catholic. We exactly. have to believe in ghosts. No, it's true. But you're an orb. If we believe in orbs, we have to believe in you. And I don't believe you don't have Catholic uh, or you don't have Italian in your genetics somewhere with all that hand talking I don't. you do. Zero. He does. Hey, let, me Zero. Tell, let me tell you something. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. She does. It's great. You could get a job if you didn't want to do the Hollywood reporting as a, a sign language person. I don't know if they know what you're saying, but your hands, you're already working out with them. You're I would ready have to, to go. study ASL. And I could yeah, I still have a job up. in Hollywood because I could be an ASL interpreter. It'd be fabulous. Yeah, you'd be a quick learner, a quick study. You know what? No question. You know why I think a lot of people don't. And I'm not saying there are ghosts or aren't ghosts. I, I don't know. I don't have all that information, all the rest of it. But the one thing you have to look at, as far as humanity and the history of the world is concerned, most people don't believe in ghosts because there's no money in it for them. Everything's about money. You ever notice that? If they could yes. make money from believing in ghosts, then they would make money. I, I don't know if the people who do believe in it make money from it or not, but I suppose. But plenty of mediums have made money off of Yeah, they ghosts. have, yeah. And it's connecting true. to the other side, they've had pretty successful TV shows. But if I connected to the other side, my grandma, Minnie, who was my mother's mother, first thing she'd say is, what do you want? <laughs> Is that wasn't the hundred year old. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where's my inheritance? You pain in the ass. Yeah, an inheritance in my family. Let me keep digging, baby. Who was the hundred and four? Was that a great grandmother or a grandmother? My great grandmother Susan Barnard was her name. Susan Barnard. Okay. She was the sweetest woman. And by the way, I was four years old and I was a little bit taller than she was. So there you go. <laughs> That's a lie. But she That's was a good lifeline, though. She was about four foot ten, I believe. Four ten, four eleven. She was not five feet tall, though. But she was the sweetest woman, and I will, I can to this day see her face and hear her voice. And that was a long time ago that she died. But, uh, you know, that's the great thing about life. You carry them with you for the rest of time. Well, you know what? Maybe the pathways to the other side are a little more open this week for some reason. Maybe all that wildfire coming through opened it, punched a hole in the ghost layer. Who knows? I'm sure that's what it is. I don't think there's any other argument. It's a theory. Just a theory. All right. right, On that note, you have Ms. Burt to uh, to give you all the latest from Hollywood. All right, Bob, we will talk to you on Friday. I live for those moments. Thanks, Bob. All right. Good See ya. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your, co- uh, your workers' comp, excuse me, your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Kristen Burt with us now, ladies and gentlemen. So, Kristen, we have two more episodes of A Small Light left, Meep. Uh, that show is terrific. Very, very sad. However, have you have have you seen it? Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes. I'm, it's it, you can't watch. It's not a binge nope, watch. No, it is you not a binge. Watch. Ha- and I'm a binge watcher, and yeah, I know yeah. that I'm like I can watch, and then I have to take a step back and absorb what I just watched. I still would like to know where the Germans ever came up with saying it like this: the Jews. Like, why do they say it like that? Just go, how about the Jews? That's good. Uh, maybe it's a Hollywoodization. Oh, you think that's what it is? They Hollywooded <laughs> it up? I bet you're yeah. right. <laughs> the, yeah. the Jews. For the drama. <laughs> yeah, drama. Get a little drama going. Um, but yeah, that was terrific. We watched a thing called Prey last night, which is a six-part, two seasons, three episodes per season, called Prey, P-R-E-Y about a police department in, I believe it's in England, maybe Scotland. There's, there's so much good television on now, Kristen. I don't know how the hell you can watch it all. Well, it's going to be a good time to write those lists and, and really have a cue because we are, we are seeing a slowdown as of yeah, last yeah, week. Yep. Zero. L.A. Um, Film Commission gave away zero permits. So what, I, what that's saying is that there are zero scripted shows and films currently happening in Los Angeles. God. Production is almost at a near standstill. Any idea how long this might go on? Uh, I mean, this is week eight for the writer's strike. Really? And we have about, what, what day is today? So we are less than two weeks before the SAG 
contract officially expires. Okay. They said that if they are close, that they are willing to go a couple of extra days before they call a strike. So it might bleed into like early July. But from everything I've heard so far, and I haven't heard anything to the contrary, the actors will likely strike. So everybody's going on strike, so we're going to sit around all summer with, well, although there's so much stuff You're to watch now. You're not going to sit around all summer. No, You're going to sit around all fall. And that's, oh, that's, that's true, a real yeah. issue. Yep, yeah. True. I mean, like this week, we've got like two, three really big shows that are coming out. Um, you've got The Bear Season 2. If you've not caught up with that on Hulu, it's such a good show. What is that? That'll be dropping on Thursday. And just like that on Max, which is the sequel to sex in the city that's going to be a really big show that also drops on thursday and then to counter program the fact that kim cattrall no no longer is on and just like that and sex in the city uh she has a show on netflix called marvelous that is also debuting so there's still stuff in the pipeline it's just that cbs has already flipped to an unscripted fall season abc has already committed to that we're going to start seeing the other networks go okay we're going to have a slowdown here Kristen, will you tell um, Tom about the bear? He was asking about that one. Yes, and I think you watched a couple of episodes, but it's about, um, if anyone has watched Shameless, it's Lip. It's Lip in Chicago. He's still in Chicago, but it's a brand new character. Um, And he goes back to his brother's restaurant. His brother has passed away, and he takes it over. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. He's worked in a high-end restaurant. This is a diner. And so it's, it's sort of like being able to figure out how to run the financial side of it and also take some of his fine dining and put it into a diner, but really complex characters, really well done. And I think we talked about the first episode, the first episode, again, that exposition, it's really noisy and loud. Get through it because the the show really kicks off with episode two. Okay. Good. I love it. And I'm super excited for season two, which drops Thursday on Hulu. So is it B-A-R-E or B-E-A-R? B-E-A-R. So what does that what does that mean? Um it it gets explained in the oh, show. It does. But you okay. really cut, right. Yeah. I don't want to like give it away. No, no, but, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um I did watch the first episode. I thought it was terrible because it was so loud and annoying. It is. It's it was, very yeah. it's because they do a lot of the, the I think what they do is to kind of like set up how fast paced it is mm-hmm. behind the line. In a kitchen, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know, you know the flames are going, people are running around, people are coming in and out, and they're trying to avoid each other. And it's it's a lot of that, but it, it really sets the pace for the show. And then when you get to the second episode, you really dive into the characters and the story, and I love it. Magnificent. Highly recommend it. Well, why don't we take a break here, come back, because then we got you for an entire segment, and we can annoy the piss out of you. It's going to be wonderful. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with an MNFatLoss.com program. It really has been easy and effective, and I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hasn't been that hard either. That's, and I'm serious about that. It has not been that hard. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy to get out and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we've been having. I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, mnfatloss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th, but don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. That's a big deal. Go to mnfatloss.com for details on this special offer if you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks. That's the very important part of it. In two months, you could lose 30 pounds. That's a very big number, very big number. Uh, It's just what I'm doing, as a matter of fact. Save 200 bucks on the program. Schedule your free consultation. Just go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary. And always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, We believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, We'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. 
So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and hundreds of Benningtons in stock across all locations. The Power Lodge is your destination before you hit the lakes this summer and cruise at sunset. Fun begins at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com, and you can tell them Tommy sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I love the fact you have long enough to pee now. That was amazing timing. I was kind of like, all right, this is what I'm going to bring up. And then all of a sudden you sat down right at that moment. Touchdown. I'm impressed. I will leave that on the YouTube so people can see that you literally put your headphones on the second (laughs) Amy said, this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. And you you didn't miss a beat. It was impressive. Yeah, your butt hit that chair and words were coming out of your mouth simultaneously. That is very impressive, sir. I color us impressed. That's like a movie moment. You're like, that would never happen that close. No, that's true. It it does. The timing was like that. Now, Kristen, I need you to do me a favor tomorrow. It just occurred to me and I was walking down the hall. Uh, Tomorrow when you're on with the family, Mm -hmm. okay, I need you to bring up Father's Day cards. Okay. Okay. This actually did happen. And the looks on everyone's face from Catherine to Alex to Dan, to everybody else. They were looking at it like, what the hell is that? So we had Father's Day for me on Saturday because my son is a father and my son-in-law is a father, so they have their own day on Sunday. You give them, you know, they're new, so you give them the day, right? Yes. So we had Saturday at our house on, uh, excuse me, Father's Day on Saturday at our house, and the kids came over, and both Sage and Fawny made handwritten Father's Day cards for me. And I have no idea what inspired a little Fawny at seven years old. Uh, now, of anybody in the room, obviously, Brittany knows the kids the best. So maybe you can figure this out. All right, Brittany? I'm, I'm a, I don't know if I can explain their <laughs> complex brains. I'm very... Fawn is... <laughs> I don't She's know running what. circles around me already. I understand. Everybody, not just you. Yeah. Believe me. But I, So I look at Sagey's card first because he brought it over first. And it was... Uh, Happy Father's Day, bop, bop, I love you. It was a very sweet card. And they're all handwritten, by the way. They were handwritten, a little love. picture on the front. Yes. Those put me in a great mood. Now, here comes the problem, and I have no idea what inspired this, but I thought it was hilarious. But the look of horror on all the grown-ups' faces after I read the card, I looked at the front, and it said, Happy Father's Day, Bop Bop, because they call me Bop. She's the one who came up with the name Bop Bop for me. I don't know based on what, but that's my name, and she came up with it. So it says, Happy Father's Day, Bop Bop. I open it up, and it says, and I quote, you're the king. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where would a seven-year-old come up with that? And the look on their face is like, well, I'm the dad, I'm the mom, I'm the grandmother, but you're the king, huh? You're the king. Okay. That's a high compliment. I don't know. <laughs> it really is. Like, where did that come from? How I mean, crazy. it's better than her writing, you're a disaster. <laughs> you're a you total disaster, which she will about 10, another two, three years, somewhere in there. She'll start writing that. But I was like, it was so incredibly sweet that I teared up. And then she came over, gave me this big hug, made it even worse or a better. Monster. She's monster. a monster. She's a monster. But I just thought it was so hilarious. like, where did she come up with that? Take the adoration before she's oh, yeah. like a tween. <laughs> as soon as she turns 13, bop, bop, you pain in the ass. Oh, it's earlier than that. It's like 11 now. So like the tween years are the oh, she's already got Oh, that's an, true. Yeah. She's already got an eye roll that will shame you. Oh, she does. To know. Oh, yeah, she does. I love yeah. it. <laughs> like... Sometimes I feel like when they come over, I'm like, Fawn, is this outfit lame? Be honest. Like, the look you gave me, do you hate this skirt? Be honest. Oh, no. Tom, you might only have a year at best. Yes, this that girl might be is it. That might be it. next leveling everything. But yeah. I would like to mention, honest to God, you guys, I'm sure, went through it. 
everybody. Uh, but, Kristen, you don't have any children, correct? I only have fur babies. Fur babies. But you still have fur babies. So was, was there a Father's Day fur baby? Um, we celebrated by saying happy Father's Day there you with go. the cat. Here you go. That's it. And now you're going to have to call him the king. Well, the king. The king. Uh, <laughs> Kristen, it's, I'm the queen, and yeah. the queen overrules the king in our house. <laughs> it's super annoying because, like, Gogo's supposed to buy Justin something, but she's, like, really bad at buying gifts. So oh, right now, yeah, right now, not only do I have my own dad, <laughs> who I have to call, my stepdad, and then I'm supposed to buy Justin gifts from Gogo or do something from her. So, do you go- know what I saw on social media? And mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. They people would send their toddlers free in like the dollar store. Yeah, and whatever they picked up was the gift for dad. Oh yeah. And I mean, like one dad got like bladder pads. And, Love like, that for him. I mean, butterfly stickers. It was hilarious, and it was just like twenty dollars worth of kind of like dollar store junk. But it was really funny and cute, and the dad was so sweet when he received it because his daughter picked it out. I uh, The problem is, though, like whenever Gogo buys something for Justin, she always somehow, like something for me, always ends up in the basket, too. Oh, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah. So Father's Day actually got kind of expensive for, uh, <laughs> for us because, uh, you know, she just couldn't stop herself. Why so, would she? So your husband got a billfold and you got a new car. Is yeah, that what you're pretty saying? much. Okay. He got shorts and I got like a whole workout really? set. Really? It was really, really? weird. She and just, it's so cute. Like her fashion taste is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty spot on. There's no question right about it. Right size too. It's <laughs> weird. I do, do love that stuff. So we have a new uh, neighbor. His name is Brett. Great hey, Brett. Guy. Brett was a professional hockey player in Philadelphia for a long time. Mm. I don't know that I'd want to piss Brett off because he's about 6'4 and weighs probably about 260 and it's not fat. I promise you that. Rudy, what did you say about Brett? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> What'd you say about him? Weird. I wouldn't say that about a listener. This is what I said. You know I hate fat people. You've never <laughs> said that. Touchdown. Oh, I need access to that Touchdown. computer. Touchdown. <laughs> the game is I can't hear it. So Perfect. Yeah. You're you not hearing it. anything. It's nothing. Oh. No, it's huge. Yeah. That's a life changer. What's uh, what's Brett's last name? Do you know? Tom? I do know, but I don't know if he wants me to say that. Oh, sure, I All get right. that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean I, I will tell you Yeah, off air, sure. I'll yeah, yeah. tell you off air, but I just but he he comes into the neighborhood and we sit around in my neighborhood there are ten houses around a a uh, what cul-de-sac. cul-de-sac, yeah. And we get together, usually on Friday nights when it's nice out, and we all sit together, and sometimes we grill out or order pizza or we do whatever we want. Up to 25 people show up, and they sit in a big circle of chairs. And Brett took to that immediately. He loves that whole idea. And then he also said, I- I've been watching for the last few weeks you and your family, your, your wife, your son, your daughter, their children said, your family's incredibly close, aren't they? I said, yeah, that's everything to me. And I suppose, you know, talking to the two people in, in the studio here, without having a dad around, you probably promise yourself, when I get older, I'm not going to be like that. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it. I really do. It just, yeah. I love it. I just love hanging out with them. When they accidentally hit me in the store with a ball or something like that, I don't care for that. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I posted a picture yesterday because everybody was like, this is me and my dad. And look at this. This is this when we Uh-oh. were fishing when we were seven. And it's just a, <laughs> me just sitting out on the patio by myself with an empty chair. And it just says, me and the old man on Father's Day. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Somebody, uh, somebody actually did send something to me once, which was cold. It was a friend because my father was institutionalized. Kristen, I don't know if you know that or not. But there is a picture of me. And I don't know how this guy pulled it off. It was brilliant. It was me looking through the bars at my dad. <laughs> you couldn't see my dad, but it was just me holding on to these bars. Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do, fight it? It's true. Yeah. He's institutionalized. It's not, it's not going to end. So you may as well have fun. I heard the food sucks, but too tough titty. Too bad. Right? I, mm-hmm. I bet it hasn't gotten much better. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe not. But I, I just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know where she came up with that, but now all of a sudden I'm Elvis, I guess. I don't know what the hell that means. The king. The king, man. That's not a bad, it's not no, a bad it's, nickname. She's no. so sweet. Everybody, honestly, got, I got so many great people around me, it's unbelievable. 
To think other people sit back and look and go, look how lucky I am. I'm not around a bunch of assholes. That's a good thing. And then I come to work here. You knew I, I was know, coming with that one. You, I just, was waiting. That was a given. I was Monday waiting. Friday. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just, see, that's what I do. reflect on things like that over the weekends. Like, hey, if your life sucks, maybe you should reexamine and uh, change a couple of things because life doesn't suck. It does not. A lot of people suck. There's no question about that. But try to avoid them. Give them the stiff arm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all true. Especially in Hollywood. Well, here is not the greatest either. I will tell you that. There's some nut jobs <laughs> in this Minnesota nice. Oh. I got a lot of Minnesota nice when I lived there. <laughs> what a joke that Minnesota nice might left. Woo! I was like, that is icy. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to tell you how nice I am, I'm probably not very nice. That's yeah. all I have to say. All right. What else you got in Hollywood there, sister? Well, I think this is kind of interesting, and I know you'll agree with me on this. Um, over the weekend, The Flash was the big, you know, box office movie mm-hmm. that was supposed to, you know, really light up fires, sell a lot of tickets, and it was a huge disappointment. And I, I think that we're starting to see, and listen, superhero movies are not going away, so Ugh. Marvel fans, DC fans, Ish. don't come at me. But I do think that this is going to be a slowing down because we're, we're starting to see, like, Shazam didn't do well. Now we have The Flash not doing well. This was a $300 million movie, and it made, like, $55 million at the box office. This is oh, not going to be a winner oh, for them. I mean, it's, it's brutal. Oh. And on top of it, anyone who followed what's been happening with the star Ezra Miller, he has been away. For about a year out of the public eye getting treatment for his mental health mm-hmm. which i think he legitimately did do he stayed away from the public eye but he has legal issues he's had sexual assault allegations right um, they didn't do any promotion with him he showed up to the premiere as a surprise took a photo didn't do any interviews and away he went and i think and i sh- actually should say they because they them is is ezra's pronouns but the the big deal with all of this is that we, I think, are starting to see major fatigue when it comes to superheroes. There are always Good. going to be people who are willing to go and, and dive into the universe and see every single film. But I think that the average person isn't running out to see every single superhero film now. Good. I'm glad to hear. I only have one superhero. Her name is Catherine Brandt. Ah! You see how ah. we're dead in? Ah! ah! You got to be smart about it, kids. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I saw The Flash. It's good. Oh, it is. But halfway through it, I was like, I don't have to ever see another superhero movie. Yeah. Again. Are you done? I'm, I'm so done. I it's so much it. CGI. It's so big. Yep. It's so fast. It just keeps moving. You don't even know what's happening in the plot half the time because it's just action after. Act. I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think we after Iron Man, when Tony Stark dies, spoiler alert, uh, when he Whoa, passes away. Well. It's it. That was it. End game was done. You're it, done. It should have just been over. Much like when Michael Scott got on that plane in the office, the office uh, should have been done. Yeah. It, the second Tony Stark Iron Man dies, that's it. We're just done. So I made a commitment to Josie. She's 12, lives next door. That we have been watching them in order that they're supposed to be. You know, like timeline order. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, it's been a big commitment. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I feel like it's part of my, like, it's my life now. It's my identity. We just did Black Panther. And I already feel played out. Like, I feel like we get it. There's a, a an enemy that can't be beat, and then somehow we beat them. They can't be beat, and somehow we beat them. Mm-hmm. And that's... It's the same plot over and over. Right? Yeah. And also, they keep rebooting. And, you know, I, I sit there and I think, I don't really want to see anyone else's Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was it for me. And I'm not a superhero person, but he got me to the movie theater to go and see him. I don't need to see anyone else in the role if they're going to reboot it, honestly. I'm good. You know who ruins and, superhero... Oh, I'm sorry. You thought you were going to go ahead. No, I just was going to say, I just think that that's where... I, I mean, if you're seeing, like, a lot of people are reaching their limit. Robert Klein ruined superhero movies for me forever, but in a good way. Because I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was hilarious. Because he had a big question. Think back now to the original Superman TV show, which is still on TV. You can still find it. But it was from the 50s, maybe? Maybe 60s? Mm-hmm. Uh, George Reeve, I think, was the guy's name, played Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert Klein walks out on The Tonight Show one night, and he goes, I got a question about all these Superman characters, people like that. So he stands there, and he puts his hands on his hips, and you unload six bullets into his chest, and they all bounce off, but then when you throw the gun at him, he ducks. 
<laughs> which is true, by the way. Maybe yeah. he was just being polite. Like, he had to act like that was going to be kind of scary, you know? So you'll take six bullets to the chest, but when they throw a gun at you, you got a duck? Why? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense anyway. Makes no sense at all. Yeah. They In this movie, The Flash, they have a very nice sort of uh, homage to all the Supermans. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Christopher Reeves. Oh, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. And they even have Nick Cage in there, because I don't know if you know the story at all, that they shot part of Superman as with Nick Cage as Superman, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, the studio got, like, a, the, its first dailies back, and it looked at it and went, we're never making this movie. And they can't. Oh. They never made it. So they showed Nick Cage as Superman at some point, and it gets a huge laugh, and I was like, yeah, that's funny, because they're kind of poking fun at themselves. Yeah, like we tried that's something to That's a good inside film. joke. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Poor guy. And, and Nick Cage, I mean, he wanted to play Superman, too. Yeah. I mean, that was very clear. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the big devastations of his career. Yeah, did you guys ever see Hollywoodland, the mm-hmm. movie? Oh, yep. it's so I good. Did. Yeah, that's a great movie. So I did indeed. That's, But you know what? I never saw the end of it, because there were three about 19-year-olds in the theater, not the old Hopkins Theater. And they would not get off their phones and talking in a full voice. Sure. So I finally stood up and screamed, shut the F up or I'm coming down there. (laughs) Three guys came and got me and escorted me out of the theater because I threatened them apparently. (laughs) I mean, so you can destroy the movie for everybody else who paid to get it. Maybe I would have destroyed them. I don't know if it kept up. I have no idea. But yeah, I was escorted out of the theater for, for complaining about their yapper. And I, there was one part when I was complaining to them, they dropped something on the on the ground that made this noise. What the hell was that? It sounded like a that cassette. Was that was, that was, uh, that was, I was trying to move over to get some Superman music, and I dropped the mouse because nothing's wired in here. Oh, it's all wireless. Oh, sure. So yeah. it slipped out of my hand. So my apologies. No, yeah. no. How dare like you? A, but it sounded like, like a cassette. Oh, I'm so glad that wasn't me who dropped something. <laughs> no, that wasn't the cassette. What's the other one called? The 8-tracks? Is that what it oh, sounded sure, like? Yeah. yeah. When you dropped an 8-track, that's just what it sounded like. It sounded like, like yeah, it's all plasticky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't the care sound of an 8-track when you would put it in it was always a cool sound, though. Yes, it was. I agree. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.